In the words of Public Enemies, Chuck D. Bring the noise. Podcast Network. I am Charlie Taylor, and this is what's good. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you've all had a good week. Again, considering the circumstances, I might just I might just add that on to uh, add that on to my um, uh, consistent platitude instead to just say in the circumstances in brackets. Why not? Because it seems like I have to at this point. Um, yeah, I hope you guys are all well. Um, I'm doing pretty good. No, nothing much, not much to report here on the health side. I'm pretty decent. Uh, the family's decent, and that's all I can wish for. And I hope your family is the same. Um, so yeah, let's just jump in and uh, talk about the show itself. So uh, for this particular show, and for um, and if people didn't uh, clock um, last week or uh, my social posts since last episode, um, this uh, whole whole show, what's good, is going to now be a uh, interview series now um for the for the near future as uh, we all go through the uh quarantine or uh whatever you want to call it to be honest um shut in <laughs> uh yeah so it's going to be an interview series i'm just uh been uh, in the past week i've just been hitting up people uh, in the classic fashion of uh, if you don't ask you don't get and uh yeah it's just it would, i'm just uh, stacking i'm just stack, i'm trying to stack interviews um so uh, we all have something to listen to um, in the in the next few weeks. I got you on that. I got you. Uh, so yeah, so that's basically what's going to go down. And uh, yeah, so we might as well call it the cor- <laughs> the Corona interviews because that's the reason why I'm hitting these people up. But no, uh, actually, speaking of um, hitting people up, this is actually uh, an episode that um, I didn't ask for. Um, in the best case of uh, in the best context you could possibly put in uh, saying that. Uh, so this artist uh, that, we're interview- that I'm interviewing uh, for this episode um, hit me up um, because uh, I've just been shouting out his music in the past few months. Uh, he's dropped um, some amazing work in the past uh, few months, uh, especially this year. Some of the best work I've heard this year. Um, his album uh, Weekdays dropped, I think, in January, um, very early in the year, February maybe. And uh, yeah, it was, it's still probably one of my favorite albums this year um I, I don't sort out my lists until uh, the end of the year but it's definitely up there to be honest it's definitely on the short list for me and uh, he recently dropped an ep um as i record i think yesterday um it's the 21st of uh, march here so um yeah yesterday on friday uh, called orange and uh, yeah it's just more of the same it's more instrumentals um and uh, less uh, vocals uh, vocals and then uh, weekdays but nonetheless it's just amazing production and I just thoroughly enjoy it so for this inter- interview episode interview um, I am uh, talking to Mr. Nappy High uh, from California uh, Fresno now South Central California uh, LA and uh, yeah if you haven't heard this music um, simply put and actually the way he describes his own music is um, and uh and as he uh, expands in the interview on how he does things, it just makes so much sense when you listen to it. Because um, I won't spoil it, but yeah, it just it just makes so much freaking sense, and I kind of uh, bring that home. 
throughout the throughout the episode. So uh, yeah, we talk about his beginnings. We talk about how he got into music, how he how he where his influences uh, on his sleeve. Honestly, um, when you listen to his music, you can definitely clock uh some of the names he says throughout the episode um you just you just nod your head and going yeah i can see that i can definitely understand that so uh yeah so it's it's personally for me it's right up manly and uh yeah he he hit me up wanted to do an interview he actually wanted to do it in person because uh, i think he was planning on uh, coming to the uk at some point in the next few months uh but obviously due to that rona um that's not gonna happen for a while so uh yeah i just offered um if you want to do it remotely and uh yeah we just got it popping and uh shout out to him uh for one other thing which is thank fuck someone else has a crispy mic god damn the quality on this interview it's just so so nice so so nice unbelievable when he told me what mic he had i was just like oh answer to my prayers (laughs) so glorious as a as as an editor of as, as an editor of this particular episode i was gassed i was just I was just loving it. I was just loving life. It sounds so clean, so crisp on his side, crispier than me in some fashions. Um, you know, mine mine has clarity, but I'm a bit, I'm probably a bit uh, loud, uh, most of the uh, some sometimes when it comes to um, when it comes to volume. But uh, yeah, his is just so crisp, so clean, um, and yeah, I'm I'm so I'm so guessed as someone else. <laughs> Value sound as much as I do. It's great. But anyway. <laughs> that's just me and uh yeah you guys are gonna feel it you guys are gonna feel that that smoothness is gonna be crispy crispy clean oh so nice but anyway without with that said let's just jump right in for Matthew before we begin with email twitter ig facebook and discord links in the description below uh, i'm gonna throw in uh some of nappy hires uh um links as well i'm gonna ask him uh, what he wants from that and i'll throw those in the description as well so you can lot can get into his music please do um especially in these times you know the fact that people uh, artists can't you know obviously have shows um and uh you know in in this climate in this streaming world that we're in i don't think you guys understand how much um you know it's not just the music anymore um some most most artists back in the day could easily just make a career off you know selling cds or um, vinyl whatever or cassettes whatever um, era you want to think about it but now because everyone's streaming stuff and they get you know 0.0001p per stream something like that you know minuscule amounts the touring and the merch and the physical copies may they hold a lot more weight a lot more weight these days so support your artists whoever you um whoever you enjoy listening to see if you can buy a t-shirt see if you can buy a vinyl see if you can buy a hoodie whatever whatever they're selling hook them up and um you know i'm gonna i'm gonna try and um uh do that for myself uh and partly why i like doing these as well you know just um getting their name out there and um nappy eye isn't you know internationally known um but i feel like he should be to be being honest his production is one of the most refreshing pieces of production i've heard in a while um from from a producer so um you know i'm, I'm glad he i'm glad he wanted to do this um so yeah with that said support your artists that's a that's, that's just a note for the future um especially in this, in this particular climate and uh, yeah, so without further ado, I'm gonna let the beat drop and let's get into the interview. Hope you enjoy. 
All right, Mr. Mr. Nappy High. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't know how to gauge that. Uh, like he's your official name, but Nappy High. How you doing, well, hey, that's good, sir. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Yeah, man. So it's 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 it's, it's one of those uh, times where if I shout a person up enough. <laughs> maybe they'll recognize me <laughs> <laughs> no you know what that that's how i came in contact man i appreciate that you guys are showing a lot of love and i i told you like normally i don't do interviews i'd only done one before because i just like doing the music right. you know what i mean but you guys were shouting me out showing a lot of love i was like i gotta hit him up you know i appreciate that oh, that's, that's, that's fair man um it's just me so you know it's it's, it's, a, it's a completely biased opinion uh in terms of how i <laughs> To how I've been shouting people out, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's it's good, man. I appreciate it. Why don't you? Uh, just a random question. Why don't you do interviews? Uh, you know what? I just, uh, I don't want to like really get lost in that that point of music or that section of music, or or being famous or whatever. All that bullshit. I just I just like making music and collaborating with artists, and mm. that's what I do. And uh, like that's all I want to do is just make music and whatever happens happens, but I'm not going to get lost in that, you know? So, and to be honest, I'm kind of introvert. Like I like just making music by myself or with close friends. And if bigger artists want to work, usually it's through email. So, but that's just me. That's how it works. Okay. Fair enough. I guess it's, um, time of, uh, physical isolation for everybody. So nothing on you is it's a complete shrug. Yeah, yeah, I mean, especially right now in these crazy times, you know, <laughs> got no choice. No, exactly. <laughs> no like, I feel the exact same way. It's, it's nothing. It's no skin off my nose. <laughs> my yeah. life hasn't changed a bit to be familiar, so <laughs> I've had nothing on, other than a couple of concerts cancelled. But now, so I'm not. I'm yeah, not yeah, exactly. Only time I go yeah. out was for, like live shows. I'm doing shows, or that's about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. all right fair enough well we like to well uh, we've already begun but um i like to begin uh the beginning for most people so um where were you born uh what were you like growing up and what was your environment like around you growing up uh well i was born in fresno california but then i moved to los angeles at a young age i was probably like seven years old mm-hmm. moved, moved to south central los angeles and uh, I guess growing up, how I was, I was just like, I was just that kid, like just outside playing basketball and listening to music. That's it. And and around my family, because I'm the youngest of four siblings, and my my brothers and my sister, they'll just bump like Wu Tang, Erica Badu, Jay Dilla. Uh, I mean, Steve. My dad bumped Stevie Wonder, uh, the mm. o, the OJ's dr- Dramatics uh Marvin Gaye my mom would bump the same thing and I just kind of got influenced by their music and then uh I just kind of branched off and discovered Madlib and you know all these other producers like Flying Lotus and I just kind of made it my own and just made my own sound through all that yeah I mean um we'll get to we'll get to the music in a bit but uh, I just wanted to uh I just wanted to um, expand more on uh, the background, I guess, because, like, you obviously said you were uh, in Fresno, but then you went to South Central. Um, yeah. Was there any, um, I guess, societal difference in terms of those two places in particular? Uh, well, I mean, 
I mean, they're both kind of hood, you know, but <laughs> but South Central probably did a little bit more. Like you kind of <laughs> you got to get your food through bulletproof glass and shit like that. So, I mean, but okay. but as, as long as I was with my family, I was cool. And like back then, it wasn't as bad as it is today. So. Mm. Okay, I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to assume it. So just, no, no, yeah. <laughs> I just I want mean, some clarification. <laughs> I actually grew up like, I think like eight blocks from where Nipsey grew up. So it's like oh, right, around really? there. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, okay, okay. So that's, um, that's, that's interesting. Um, so obviously you gave um, a little bit um, already into what kind of uh, music you were um, exposed to. Um, so yeah. I guess the natural extension of that is how or when specifically did you start uh with your own i guess uh music exploration so like obviously you had your family getting into getting into music by uh giving you your uh i guess related related inspirations down the line but when were you when were you beginning to like uh and who where did you start with i guess in terms of like exploring for your own self and like going that's to the a, record store by yourself and looking looking up stuff that's a good question actually because uh i think in high school when i was like 16 that's when i started kind of branching off and what my family would listen to and like kind of exploring my own type of music and I was, I was discovering like ninth wonder and like little brother stuff like that but i think in high school is when i had that i guess you could say uh like epiphany or intervention i don't know but that's when i knew like oh, this is something i want to do and i used to go to my homeboy's house his name was uh sb stevie beats shout out steven but i'll go to his pad and his parent his uh actually his stepdad would make beats and he would make beats and i'll go to his house and he's like teaching me how to scratch on a turntable and shit like that and he's making beats and i'm like what is that like how's he doing that you know and, and then after that i would want to rap and that's how I be in high school. I would rap, but I mean, that's, I don't rap. I'm not a rapper. I produce, you know, <laughs> but, but I, at times I know how to lay it down, you know, cause I done uh-huh. it so much, but I guess at that time I was like rapping and then I branched off into producing and then that's how that happened. I guess I used to use my brother's uh Dell laptop. He went to a community college and they gave him a free laptop and we shared that's- it. We shared it with four people and i just downloaded the fl demo i don't use fl no more but i love fl by the way but i started using that and the demo version for like two years and then i taught myself how to make beats and what was crazy about that shit was that there was a time limit like you had to make a beat and so i had to work quicker and it kind of helped me build like my sound and how i work so it was kind of crazy so what was the time limit? You know what? It was so long ago. I don't remember, but I remember. <laughs> I remember that when you're making a beat, you get. I mean, beats can take forever. Or they could take short time. And mm. when I and when I was making it, that shit will just close. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> and I'm like deep into it. It sucks. But you can't. You can't save right. beats either. You had to export them, so you couldn't save the project and work on it later. So you had to like just do it at one one time. <laughs> Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> so, so the amount of beats you could that you possibly lost all that time. 
Yeah, tons, tons. Yeah. Oh man, that sounds depressing as shit. Like, if I if I had like a time limit to like I don't know record sound, like to record vocals or whatever, or just like yeah. write down something, that's just a bit. Like... You know, <laughs> you know what? Like in that in that time though, like it kind of just making that music made me happy, so I didn't think about it, and I knew I was learning, so that made me happy too. So I was right. just like. Oh no! I was like looking at it like ah, I'm still I'm learning kind of quicker than than people that have the actual program or are spoiled and get you know a bunch of equipment whatever. But I was I kind of looked at it that way. Yeah. So and, did you consider yourself as a like a I guess a fast learner in that case? Uh, I think that helped me. Yeah, I think it helped me be patient too. Because when right. I I mean I upgraded to the machine and I use a micro Korg, I, I play synths, I play chords, whatever sample, but I think I still I still take my time, but I feel like I could learn things quicker than the normal person. Well, I feel I feel like you. It's kind of like uh, in that case, it was like a um, uh, survival of the fittest kind of thing. If you had like a certain time limit, you had to like obviously <laughs> just <laughs> you had to speed up a little bit. <laughs> Just learn, learn quickly in it, yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, you ever played uh, Metal Gear Solid? You play, ever play that video game? Bro, you've named like you've named like the goats in so many aspects of my life in the past like ten minutes already. Like you're na- you're fucking nailing it right now, bro. You know that back- nailing it. That background music when you get caught and you're like trying to run around. <laughs> that's what would be playing in my head when I was making a beat. I'm like, I need to hurry the fuck up. And, like, that pressure, fam. That pressure. Oh my days. <laughs> All right, so let's go on the tangent, right? So. Uh, literally in the past, um, in the past like week, I've, I've, in like this uh, time of uh, having time, having more time than usual. Yeah. Um, I've been like looking, <laughs> I've been like looking up uh, retrospectives on like uh, Metal Gear Solid Two, and just like how like much that particular game itself like predicted so much shit as it pertains to like AI and the internet and stuff like that, and like. That's true. I didn't. You're right. There is some bro, tricky yeah, shit. Bro, yeah. Honestly, bro. Honestly, like, I was, I was, yeah, man. I I remember playing. My sister used to have that game. Uh, she had the first one, uh, yeah. PS One. Uh, I remember vaguely. I used to play it, but I was too young to even clock what was going on. And even now, I'd be, I'd, I'd probably, st- <laughs> I'd it'd probably be a learning curve into how the controls yeah. work because it was so herky jerky. But um. Yeah, man, I, I I just didn't know what to do because as soon as that alert shit came up, oh, bricked it, man. I was bricking it. I was done of what I was doing. I was just like, oh, yeah, I just got just go around shooting people. You know, not even trying to be a stealth game and stuff. Bro, you, you can't even shoot with that game sometimes. <laughs> I tell you, it's actually stupid. It's not it's not like COD where you can just point and shoot. It's not it's not that easy. It's like you have to be very took, specific. Took some skill. <laughs> it really did. It took some skill, man. It took some skill. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know if you've seen the news recently. Still on the tangent, by the way. Um, uh, Sony's gonna, well, potentially um, buy, I think, um, uh, Konami IPs, which includes Metal Gear. Oh, okay. so they better not fuck it up. I mean, I mean, five kind of uh, killed it for me, to be honest. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know where that they was... could possibly go after that, to be honest. But that's just me. And Hideo made that one too, huh? Uh, Hideo I don't think one? he did. Uh, no, nah, I, don't, I don't think he did. I think he. I think he was off it. I think he was there at the start, but then he went off it or something like that. But I don't. I know he wasn't really the main guy part of that. I think four was oh, okay. the last one for him. Yeah. So 
I, I can I can kind of imagine why, um, and, and to see how that direction just went about. It's just like this is not here, but there you go. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah, um, yeah. So it's so long story short, I do remember. Yes, the <laughs> the, the alert music from Melody oh, yeah. Solid. Yes, yeah, that's my shit. Shout out Gray Fox. That's yes. the homie. Yeah, man, that was that, that's that's one of the that's what, even that that one scene of just him dying is just like the one is literally cinema, bro. It's literally like that's better bro, than some cinematic moments. I'm bro. saying, man, they don't make games like that no more. They, they don't, other, other than Hideo, I guess. <laughs> Cause I, I haven't played Death Stranding, but yeah. I now, don't know, man. now you just walk around like shoot people and shit, run around, jump on walls. There's no <laughs> complex story, you know. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But um, yeah, so got be sidetracks, but um, <laughs> it's a happy sidetrack. I, I will. I will admit. Can't. I can't complain. <laughs> Personally, it's not, it's not the worst tangent I've ever been on. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, going back to uh, uh, you were talking about your boy um, Stevie. Was it? Um, say he was playing on decks. Um, do you mean by yeah. decks in the terms of literally just like? having two turntables and like flipping flipping from one to the other like now, in a very classic fashion no what he would do he would sample off one record but he would just i don't know how he has set it up but he would just start scratching with one record and like recording it it wasn't like decks like he was like switching and like using a mixer and stuff it was just like ri- literally one mixer mm. and one turntable and that was it because we were we right. were 16 you know we were just barely learning stuff like and but that's that's how I kind of got into music, and then what upgraded me, I feel is the homie Ralphie. He lives in shout out, uh, Seattle, Washington. He lives there. He taught mm-hmm. me a lot of techniques. Until this day, I think he he's the greatest producer I've ever met. And I've met a lot of producers. I met famous like B A C producers, but I think he's like the epitome of a genius in music because he's he's good at producing he's good at engineering djing uh he's he just learns things quickly he's like a wizard man he's good great producer fair enough yeah fair fair enough good shout good shout um so with that case uh i don't wanna, i don't wanna, uh, I, feel, I feel like i have to ask cuz i usually i usually ask uh, everyone else that, um starts off rapping uh, what were the raps like? Oh, uh, my raps were in high school were pretty horrible. Like I didn't know bar schemes. It was like whole paragraphs, like on a piece of paper. It was like like a story, you know. But I I, I stopped rapping like I think junior year, senior year, maybe. And later on, like I would lay down a verse and stuff. I understood the. You know, I mean, when I make beats, I don't use a metronome or I don't use a BPM. I kind of just use how I feel. And I use that the same way for rapping. And that's just how I do it. But and you still do that to this day in terms of not accounting for BPM or anything? Everything on weekdays, everything on... I just dropped an album today, or it's an EP. But uh, everything on Orange is is no BPM or metronome. I kind of do everything mm. by feel. Nothing's quantized either. That says a complete lot about the music that that I've listened to. I feel so far. That, that yeah, that's that, ex- yeah. That, ex- that really does explain a lot. Um, 
I will get to I will get to weekdays in Orange. I did listen to Orange ahead of time. I listened to it today. Oh, dope. Um, Thank you. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No. Let's. Yeah. We'll get to that in a sec. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to guess. I don't want to guess already. Um, <laughs> so, um, in terms of, uh, I guess, after high school and all that stuff, uh, where was the, uh, what was the, I guess, life progression along with the music side? Was there just a case of like I'm going to uh take music seriously after that or was it just like i'm just going to you know get a job and whatever happens happens kind of thing what was the progression after high school what was the i guess the plan for you um so to speak uh you know i was going to school i was going to college actually i only got my aa but i was going to be a firefighter and then i was like man i I love music you know that's what i want to do and I was still always making beats all the time. And gradually I'll get better equipment, better studio, whatever. But in my opinion, that stuff doesn't matter. You could just have a laptop and make a beat or an iPad. But, I mean, it, it just transitioned to I just want to make music. And eventually, I think, I mean, last year I, I just, when I decided I want to take it serious, I've been making beats for like 10, 11 years. And last year was the year I was like, you know what? I started doing shows like constantly. Mm. And I was like traveling to Seattle, Dallas, LA, whatever, all that. And I was just like, I, I, you know, this can be something. So I, was, I decided to make weekdays and that would be my debut album. Because I made a lot of mixtapes, beat tapes, whatever. But I wanted like a debut album. And that's how that happened. I just decided. I just woke Jesus. up one day. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Did you last year? Yeah, last year. I just woke up one day and I was like, you know what? Like, I'm a, I, I want to do this. Like, even if nothing happens, I want to do it. And a lot of shit did happen. I got offered an album deal and I turned it down. And but I was just like, it was, I think it was actually Med from uh, Stone Soul Records and Bang Your mm. Head Records. He wanted, he wanted to co-sign me really bad. And he wanted that record really bad with currency. But I just told him, you know, I feel like what I vision is going to work the best. And I'm glad I, I did. I went that route because it, it worked out. Yeah, I mean, so with that case, um, in terms of just like not um, signing to a label, um, I've been talking to um, a lot of uh, independent eyes recently. Um, just about about life as an independent because I really do find it um, kind of fascinating uh, in terms of how people go about things and how they, um, I guess, approach uh, all the, all the other all all the aspects of um, making music in terms of just like workflow and just how they uh, want to release stuff or um, just how looks and sounds obviously and all that stuff yeah so in that case why um what was the i guess uh motivation for you in terms of uh wanting to i say in this case preference to being independent because yeah. uh obviously it, so- it, <laughs> it sounded enticing but obviously you went this particular route so what was that catalyst for you i i think uh 
I think if your music's good and you're genuine, all those opportunities like that will always come back, you know? So I, I wasn't tripping. I was just like, I just want to make music, you know, and I don't want to get into all this. And, like, I'd rather just do it myself right now. Mm. And, but, you know, all these artists wrote with me for a reason. It's not like they just did it just for the fuck of it. Like, they, they <laughs> you know, they felt my vision. And I was yeah. like, yeah, that's what's up, you know? And I, I knew I more opportunities will come. And, and if I hit them up, maybe it will happen, you know? So, I mean, we're, me and Matt are really cool, man. He's the homie. Nick Rodriguez is the homie. So I'm I'm not yeah. worried about those things, you know? I, I try, Like you, I said in the beginning, I just like to make music, and that's the number one thing. After, after mm-hmm. making the music and creating it, then that's when things kind of get all weird and eerie you know i don't like that part of the i guess process but the music is the best thing for me to do case but like obviously there's many people where you know they sign and then their music drops and then it's just like completely different or not completely different it's just it just feels different compared to what it was before yeah. you know they sign and that kind of thing it's just like you it's hard not to it's hard not to like just point towards that and just go like something happened there or someone yeah there was an extra there was an extra cook in that kitchen and yeah. it kind of and it kind of spoiled it so oh yeah i mean that's interesting you say that because you you hear it you know you hear it but to the normal person you know that just bumps music and they don't really listen they kind of just hearing it there's a difference mm. they don't mm. they don't pay attention to that they're just like oh what he has more views now or or he's getting bigger now. That's all they care about. They don't really care about the music. And I could tell that you listen. Like you don't just hear things and like, oh yeah, he's he's bigger now or whatever. Like there's a difference, I think. And I think that's a problem like with listeners today. They they worry too much about image and 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 followers and stuff like that, but I mean behind the scenes, you don't know what they're doing or who they're working with. And mm-hmm. I, and in my opinion, I'm a perfect example of that because I mean I don't got tons and tons of followers, but I got listeners and I got big artists I'm working with. So yeah, I mean, I was uh, <laughs> I was thinking uh, past couple of days, um, well the past week to be honest, um, I was thinking about uh, Jay Electronica's um, recent album, yeah, um, and you can uh, you can re- uh, respond to this if you want. Um, but I was just like thinking about it um, in terms of just how, what 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 was it, you know what I mean? And just um, <laughs> and recently I uh, saw um, shout to Ben Hip Hop Numbers um, uh, Ding Digits. Um, he posted the uh, numbers, the week sales for him, and uh-huh. it was just like I forgot it was like twenty k or something like that, or, and it was just, it was just low, right? Yeah, and. Yeah. Even though, like, regardless of what you want to say about the album, like, I've been hearing people saying it's album of the year, people saying it's trash, like, it's, it's 
the spectrum's all over the place with that yeah, particular album in terms, how be, in, in terms of how people just respond to it. Um, but I just find it interesting. It's be, I, I have a kind of feeling, I guess it's a theory in a sense, where like, if you don't have a... I'm gonna call it a stan base because it's not a fan base. People like people. You have fan bases. I, I, I'm sure, right? Yeah, yeah. You know people with fan bases, but like the people that have stan bases are the ones like getting the mad, uh, the ones that getting the big numbers. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's just kind of just um, hopping on to what you were talking about there in terms of just like how um, people are seeing things these days. You know, it's just like um, it's there's a sense of marketing that has become, I guess, more, um, even more prevalent than it used to be. And I, f- I feel like marketing's always been prevalent, you know, since, I don't know, don't know how far you want to take it since um, rock and roll or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. How far, how far back you want to take it. But, like, obviously it's always been a thing. But, obviously, in this case, and obviously social media and all that, it's, it's really a prerequisite. Like, if you don't have a... A near rab- ravenous uh, fan base when they foam at the mouth whenever someone says something negative about that person it's just like you're not really you're not really gonna get anywhere numbers wise but um yeah i mean no, but i feel like we have the same thought in terms of um you know numbers isn't everything but you know it's something i guess yeah i mean that's a good point and that that goes back to what i was saying like behind closed doors or behind the scenes you don't know what that person is doing, you know. They just you just see the music, but behind behind the scenes, they're making connections and meeting people, and they're doing something. But just because they're not showing it, doesn't mean shit, you know. But that's mm-hmm. that's just my opinion. Yeah, no, it's it's a very in- independent opinion, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Though. It's all good. Um, so let's get into um, I guess uh, career so far. Um, Okay. I I feel like uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, I guess it kind of uh, officially via how how I've seen um, the timeline is um, you had the hip hop duo Blue Notes, and I assuming you still do. Um, yeah. How was that? How did that? Um, how did that come about? I guess. Uh, Blue Notes is a duo, and I'm producing, engineering, and a homie, Alex Memnock Muniz is the rapper and he's been one of my good good best friends for a long time probably like six seven years now and he's like the illest mc like this dude can freestyle on the spot and like kill anybody and he's so talented and uh that duo i mean we've been making music since like high school or i was like senior maybe he was already mm-hmm. out of high school but uh he one time i hit him up and i was like let's make a track and I never met him before. He came through, and we we made music for like three years, but we never had a, a name or nothing. We never released nothing, and then uh, I just he was like, you know, let's make a group, and then I was like, for sure, and then we called it Blue Notes, and that's how that happened. And shout out Memnock, man, that dude's he's a beast, man. He's a great rapper. He's featured on weekdays twice, if y'all didn't notice, but he's he, <laughs> but he's He's a dope rapper, man. Talented, really mm-hmm. talented. Mm-hmm. Is there any reason why it was called Blue Notes, by the way? Is it homage to Blue Note Records or? Uh, uh I mean, it's yeah, it could be. 
but it's more so like uh i mean it's perspective right but it's yeah. more it's more so just our our taste in music because we relate a lot i mean we we grew up with slum village we grew up i mean every time we show each other music we we both like it and it's never like oh that's cool it's all right like it's always like fuck like who's that or like what is that you know so we kind of paid homage to that because it's, I mean, we listen to jazz, we listen to Slum Village, we listen to Dilla, Madlib, uh, uh, Hieroglyphics, Ninth Wonder. And then even in like more mainstream music, we like that too. And it's, it's kind of weird. We relate a lot and just like a homage to what we listen to. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, I've always... Um uh like per, uh, personally i guess i've always had a um a thing for uh duos simply because of just how um i guess how uh quintessential it can be in terms of just like you know it's it's, it's it literally just sticks to the elements and it's just like one dj one rapper yeah you know i mean it's it's very it's like a it's like a balance, I guess. Like it's, it's, yeah. Goes back to know, the it's, roots, it's, it's man. Balance. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. it's it's balance it's balancing the universe kind yeah. of thing. And I've always I've always had a um soft spot for that kind of just a dynamic. So yeah. but with that said, how what how would you describe a um a producer MC dynamic um in term in terms of your experience? Because I just find that I, I've I've always had a interest, I guess, in that kind of uh, how how does it work? Like, does he come with? Does he come first with like lyrics or whatever? And you like build around that, or do you just like say I've got like ten beats here, let's go through them or whatever? Like, how what's what's the dynamic in terms of just like um, making making the music? That's a good question too, but I think uh, the way Thank we you. work, the way we work is I'll. I'll I'll make a beat and I'll just show him or I'll, he'll be in the studio with me and I'm like running through beats and he's like, yo, like who, what's that? Send it to me, send it to him in the middle of the night, like 2 AM. I'll be making a beat, send him that. I just keep sending him beats. I think will fit what we're looking for. And he's, uh, he always calls me and he's like, yo, like I'm, I already wrote to it. I already wrote three verses. And I'm like, what the fuck? You know, I, I sent it like two hours ago, and, mm. and but he he works like that, and it's dope, and it's and in the studio it's even better. Our chemistry is even better. Like he's 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 spitting, and like I'll suggest something, and he'll suggest something on the beat, and we kind of just add effects and like do crazy shit, and it's, it's it's good chemistry. And but the way to your question, the way we work is I send him beats. And I let him do his thing. I never try to micromanage or nothing like that. Because you got to give an artist creative freedom. Because that's when they feel themselves. And, and I think that's important. Do you find that... Um, <clears throat> do you find that... Uh, I guess... Uh, that chemistry that you described. Do you find that a rare thing? Um, in terms of just... Uh, well, we'll just stick with music to, uh, to be uh, for, for now. Like, Do you find that a rarity... Um, in terms of just how you go about um, your life and music career, because I feel like it's something that um, is hard to come by and even harder to 
uh, I guess, keep because there's always sometimes where well, it's just like, well, how many people grow out or whatever? Well, how many duos in hip hop, you know, are known today and were known back then, or or mm. relevant today? And you know, I mean, it's not many, so I think it is a rarity. I mean, Gangstar is still around, and rest in peace, Guru. That still happened, you know. There's that chemistry was always there, and that's that's something, and that that you said is rare. I I think so. I mean, because yeah, sure. any two people can make an album, a rapper and DJ or a producer, but to make it classic and to continue that, that's that's something. And by the way, Blue Notes is making an EP this year. We're already recording. We've made some dope tracks, and that's gonna drop this year. Shout out Memnock. Getting the exclusives. Here we go. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that was the first time I told anybody that besides Memnock, hey. actually. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. You see, I'm getting the gems here, ladies and gentlemen. I'm getting the gems here. It's, it's all good. No, I don't, I don't fish, bro. Um, no, it's, I'm, I'm, ha- I'm happy. I can't, I can't wait for that. But um, So with that said, let's just uh, jump right into uh, Weed Days because that was the first um, piece of work that I got into uh, in terms of yours. And um, I'd say when I first listened to it, I was just, I, uh, I didn't really, I forgot how I clocked it, to be honest. I think um, I think it just came across my net uh, because you have so many artists that I fuck with yeah. on your projects. And I'm just like, okay, okay, that's, that's a decent list right there. Let me get into this. Um, so... <laughs> Going back to the fact that you don't account for uh, BPM and any of that, you just go by feel. Um, that really, just to repeat, it just actually, uh, um, what's the word? That really just does uh, say it all in terms of just how the production goes and how the beat slap for me because it's just like it really is just so. Uh, I feel the word vibey is an overword t- I've used um, term these days, but it really is just vibey and it. And, even just thinking about it right now, my head's like just going back and forth right now. I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> That's I'm dope. That. <laughs> That's but dope, it's, man. It's, it's, literally, it's literally like that, honestly. And um, I was wondering how would how do you describe um, how do you describe your beats? Because uh, that may be a broad question, so go where you want with that. But um, how how do you describe it? Because I get so many different things from it. I get like I get West Coast isms. But I also get like Miami Vice, like I'm playing GTA Vice City all of a sudden. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's really odd. Um, so I'm just wondering, like, uh, it's very neon lights sometimes. So uh, I'm just yeah. wondering, how do you it personally describe um, your work? I guess uh, describe my my beats. I guess you are saying in terms of like, okay, let's let's go to this. Let's bring it up. So let's go in terms of like inspirations. I guess because obviously you've labeled a few. Yeah. Um, do uh-huh. you take, do you take any of like your inspirations? Cause I feel, cause sometimes people have inspirations, but they try and go com- like a, either a complete opposite direction or like, mm-hmm. you know, try and, um, try and make something of their own completely different mm-hmm. or they take little bits of whatever. So I guess in, ta- in that case, let's go by that. Like in terms of okay. your inspirations, how, how do you, uh, I guess, uh, incorporate that if, if any at all? Well, I'll I'll go off to say that '70s music gives me the most inspiration, because right. when I hear records in the '70s, I hear 
the percussions in the background. I don't hear the singer. I hear the percussions. And I try to incorporate that into my beats. Like, uh, I mean, a perfect example is the dramatics, the song, What You See Is What You Get. You hear, I hear the background and I hear that echo snare and those percussions echoing. And I think a, uh, another produ- producer that incorporated that was Pharrell and Neptunes. And he inspired me too, big, big time. And the funny thing is, uh, my homie Ralphie Ortega flew out from Seattle here. And he heard L.A. Summer, and he was like, yo, like, are you inspired by Pharrell? And I was like, oh, okay, like, he knows, you know? So, but the 70s music definitely inspires me probably the most. Like, it's it's really close from 70s to, like, 90s golden age, but, it, like, with electronic, too. Mm. Cause, yeah. I mean, because Flying Lotus and... I think Dill is electronic to me too because I mean he's hip hop but he has those elements of electronic too and but those people inspire me and but I try to take pieces of instruments I hear uh, of every track from 90s and Dilla and 70s and I'll kind of make it my own and and chords Stevie Wonder inspires me for that and it's just kind of it's kind of weird, and then like the man Miami Vice type of sound thing, like eighties. That's just something I like. Like I just like because it's so vibey, and like you just want to like spark up and chill, you know. And that's what I like, and that's that's just something I came up with on my own. I yeah, think. Fair enough. Yeah. No, no, that 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 kind of um, yeah, that kind of, kind of puts it down uh pretty pretty well to be honest. Uh, respect for that. Um. So how long did uh, weekdays, in terms of just like the whole process, how long did that uh, take? And um, well, I guess how long does uh, it usually take? Uh, obviously, you said like um, you know, um, as part of Blue Notes, it, it sometimes takes uh, you know a night for you to for you lot yeah. to finish what you're doing. But like, how yeah. I guess how long did the whole uh, process of uh, weekdays take for you? It took four months. It took four about months. four months. Yeah, and yeah. that's for me. That's fast. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> okay, fair enough. That's yeah. that's kind of a flex, but okay. <laughs> um I'm just uh like like I said, uh, uh my initial um response going through it was just like um how the hell did he get so many um OP uh OP lyricists on here? So like I'm just throwing off names like currency, meds, mm. aforementioned Iman Amari, Devin Morrison, Sayari, the kid who I've only recently just got into off his uh, latest album. And yeah. I've seen him everywhere all of a sudden. Like, he's on Royce's album. <laughs> yep. He's fucking... Yep. He's, he's, he's everywhere amazing. all of a sudden. Yeah, he's everywhere all of a sudden now. Uh, fucking Blue, bro. Come on. Like, Mick Jenkins. <laughs> I was like, that's legends right there, man, to me. Honestly, yeah. like, yeah. I've, I've been into Blue for a while. I actually saw him live um, a few months ago for the first time. It was crazy. But um, where? At? Uh, it's a place called XOYO in London. Um, uh, uh, John, yeah. J- John is the homie, man. John, yeah. me and John are really cool, and I'm blessed to work with him. I just saw him live too, like uh, probably like two weeks, three weeks ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. It was like a Dilla event, and I saw him there, and he he saw me. He's like, "Oh, what's up, Nappy?" And we just shook it up and just talked for like 30 minutes and then 
I should have I should have stayed kicking it with him because he walked away and Miguel was right there and they were kicking it and I was like oh man I want to meet Miguel man I want to work I want to work with him too you know. Uh, it's probably another broad question, but I guess like, how did you, uh, how did you get these people, man? Like, I just don't, I just don't, I just don't understand it. It's just like, I just asked. I just asked them. I just emailed them the beat and I asked them. Like, did you have prior, I don't know, uh, contact with them beforehand or like? The only ones uh, I did was the only ones I worked with before was Blue and Med. And that was it. And Memnock. <laughs> and um, you asked the rest. Yeah, I just asked the rest. And then now me and Devin are working more too. So I just asked them. I just showed them the beat, told them my vision, told them, you know, what what I wanted. And they agreed and they wanted to do it. So I was like, cool. The one I was most surprised with was Currency though. Because he don't rap on beats like that, I think. Mm. But Alchemist can make something similar so i figured ah, he could he'll sound dope and with him i was most surprised and probably mick too mick's like actually really humble yeah yeah no that's yeah. i mean currency's always dropping saying that's kind of a running joke i have with a friend like because he's literally always dropping so <laughs> it's just yeah. like, yeah, for real. It, it really is fucking workhorse but um yeah no i can i can i can i can understand from a mick jenkins standpoint yeah he seems like a really calm dude um yeah again another person i saw live not to, not to flex but um yeah it's uh it's, it's kind of it's, it's just fascinating to me bro like honestly it's just the fact that you just literally ask the people <laughs> it's just yeah. it is it, it, it's one of those things where like you know it it seems so simple you know what i mean yeah. and i don't know like if, if I, it, I don't I, I, I don't know like other people sending them beats or they wanted them on their projects. I don't know if they're doing it, yeah. but all I know yeah. is that they're doing it for me. So that's, that's crazy for, to me. It's crazy. I appreciate yeah, it. That's, yeah. That's kind of what I would just be thinking about. I was just like, ah, the, everyone's said to them, say it. Like, it's like yeah. laughing. You know what I mean? There's uh, uh, probably like 20 people hitting them up every day. You know what I mean? That's kind of how I, that's uh, kind of like the barrier. Most was, of the time uh, when I think of it. Other uh, three artists that almost made it, I probably could have made it, for one, for sure, MF Doom would have been on it because it w- it was going to happen. It was supposed to, it wasn't supposed to be Currency. It was supposed to be MF Doom, and right. and me and Med were like talking about it. And Med's like, "All right, it's going to happen. I'll handle it." And for sure, and he's like, "It's going to happen." I was like, "Damn, like I'm gonna get Doom on my album." And and I <laughs> thought and I and I thought about it and I was like, "Shit!" Now nah, I was like. I want this song to be more like a like a like a hood type West Coast. I didn't because there's a lot of lyrical rappers on it, so I was like, nah, I'll, I'll I'll get currency instead. And I told Med, I asked him out of respect, and he was like, yeah, bro, like let's do that. And I was like, okay, then it happened. All right, but the other two artists that were gonna be on that song too were Anderson Pack and Fonte, but because Med works with both of them, <laughs> but. We decided currency be the best, but Doom was like, like right there. He was, it was gonna be him, and I last minute I decided currency. Yeah, 
But Fonte, me and Fonte are probably going to work soon, too. I've actually been hitting him up a lot. You do realize how much of an embarrassment of riches that sounds like. Oh, I just chose with currency, you know. <laughs> I was going to get him with Doom, you know, yeah. all the greatest lyricists of all time. But I just very currency instead, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is how I it mean, is. Like, what? You know what? what? I, I don't think about it like that. It's crazy. I just, like, yeah. I, I think about, you know, the, the song and how yeah, I make yeah. it dope. and Yeah. And sometimes it just happens, but I... It just happened that way. I never thought about it. <laughs> it's good you don't, because I'm just yeah. like I'm. I'm just, uh, uh, I'll freak out for you, because I'm just like what? I, what? What? <laughs> brother just he said he he nearly got Anderson Pack and Fonte on it. No, no big deal. No big deal. Yeah, I okay. Saw, I saw your face when I mentioned Doom. You were like, what the fuck? What? <laughs> <laughs> it's so casual about it. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, do you understand how fat that track list sounds like? That's like you're saying like you're basically saying like that's not even the final form kind of thing. It's like what? It's yeah, like, could have yeah. been. It could have been crazier. Like the, the the track list on its own could have been crazier. Unbelievable. But anyway, there's always room for more music, and I'm sure me and Doom eventually will make something. Hell another, yeah. <laughs> an- another collaboration too uh that it's probably gonna happen we spoke i spoke to his manager jake it was uh west side gun west side gun mm. uh, i sent him a beat and he loved it and we, we chopped it up a little bit and i talked to his manager jake and we're probably gonna work in the near future also uh, you want all them you want all them gun ad libs yeah oh hell yeah i want like i want like that gangster shit like him and gibbs and like <laughs> Stuff like yeah. that, you know. Yeah, yeah. I love that shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. That's just... Bro, I hope this shit happens for you to be really honest. Just being real, because I just want to... I'm I'm down to hear that kind of shit, bro. That sounds right up my freaking alley. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, right. Okay. All right. Let me just get my head back on track. That's just blowing my mind a bit. But okay. All right. So let's, um, let's talk about Orange, because um, obviously uh, it's kind of a quick turnaround and... Uh, I mean, clearly you're working pretty fast in terms of just uh, just how just how you work. It's just natural to you. But mm. how was a uh, how was a uh, orange? I guess in terms of just um, recording that. Did you how what was the um, what's the word? Uh, what what was the goal for uh, for that project initially? Orange, I was actually making the same time as weekdays. I just kind of the same sessions and yeah, like whatever I thought would fit better in orange, I just put it to the side. And same with that track with Devin. I already had that track done. I just didn't want to yeah. put it on weekdays. And okay. I guess I guess the goal with that album is I want I want people to freestyle to it, or I want people to just chill out and like on the beach and smoke. Or right now, quarantine, chilling with your girl, just bump, <laughs> just bump, just bump that album and like just chill you know what i mean like that's that's what i wanted with that like just like you're listening to a 90s radio station and it just doesn't stop and it just keeps going that's that was my goal with that album or ep i guess mm-hmm. mm. yeah covid19 and chill that's the new that's the new wave that's the oh new yeah wave. no ch- <laughs> no because cho- we got no choice <laughs> mandatory chill <laughs> i'll make the best of it yeah man that's that's what's up that's what's up but um like from 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 listening to that, I mean, this a few hours ago, but it's just like um, the 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 '70s vibes you were talking about initially. Um, I kind of got that a lot during Orange, uh, in particular. Like uh, obviously there was that 
where did that uh where did that uh radio uh I don't want to I don't want to just uh make it sound basic but it's literally just like uh that deep voiced radio DJ that everyone tries to like late night radio DJ voice that everyone yeah. tries to uh that everyone <laughs> loves to do <laughs> but that dude literally had it I was just like this is this is this is fat and then like the beat just came in just immediately after that just. Oh, just snapped my brain up. Uh, yeah. yeah, and uh, it was like I think uh, uh, I forgot boss man's name. Um, Soul Train, Don Cornelius. It was oh, it. Don Cornelius. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, that, that was fire. That was fire as well. So obviously, yeah. then that was clearly um, you know seventies and eighties uh, yeah. inspired. And I was just yeah, uh, yeah something that's something that I really um, not a per- for, clearly I'm not a person from uh, not born seventies or eighties, but uh, yeah, uh, it's kind it's kind of has that. Um, the essence, I guess, is kind of just yeah. the uh, um, well, is a cal- is is cal- just just for enjoyable listening. I don't I don't, I don't know how. Well, this is one of those things uh, like where nostalgia, you know, it's, nostalgia doesn't have to uh, doesn't have to exist, but for some reason, I have some form of it while listening to that kind of stuff. Well. That's the beauty about music. If you listen to the seventies, you feel like you're in the seventies, and exactly. if, you, if you hear that, you feel like you're there. And you you, under, mm. you understand it, you know? so what you're saying mm. makes a lot of sense. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take I'll take your word for it. <laughs> Just um, as a uh, as a West Coast uh, native, I guess. Um, yeah. I kind of just want to throw uh, this uh, conversation I've been having in my head. I feel like it's a good time to just uh, throw it out there. Um, I feel like uh, there's not many um, West Coast artists I've uh, heard in you know in the past few years that have they've kind of I don't want to say gone off. Uh, West Coast type music, however you want to describe that, mm-hmm. um, it's kind of just like uh, you know, even even though I love you know uh, people like Kendrick and you know TD and them and the uh, uh, YG and all those kind of stuff. Well, YG is actually very West Coast. I think he still keeps it West Coast, but it, yeah, yeah, there's 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 a lot of um, I guess West Coast native artists that have um, kind of just uh gone off the particular uh west coast sounds quote-unquote um but for people and that's kind of honestly why i enjoy music like yours and uh another one from last year's uh this trio called villain park i don't know if you heard of them but um uh i think those like those three young kids rapping right memnock's crazy about those guys he's the one that showed me them actually mm yeah, no, the the yeah. So <laughs> it's just, they had like literally just they they were so West Coast. I was like listening to tracks, and I was just like, this could easily have Nate Dog on a hook. This could easily have Snoop on here. This could easily have Ice Cube on here. It was that West Coast where it was just like, yeah, so throwback. I can imagine that. You know what I mean? And uh, I feel the same when it comes to your music as well. But um, yeah, that's dope. Yeah, That's I don't, dope, I, don't I don't, I don't know, I don't know um, how you can respond to that. It's kind of just a, <laughs> kind of just a theory I've had in terms of just how music's progressed recently. Um, I feel like uh, the West Coast sounds, while it was obviously popping 
um, in the mid nineties is kind of just like um, it's practically underground at this point. Um, and I just find I just found that uh, as a thought kind of interesting. And you're right. But shout out to my homie Gianni. I mean, my homie, my brother Gianni, <laughs> who in the nineties would bump Dre, Snoop, mm. Nate, Warren G. Like I grew up on that West Coast tip. Like I grew up. I mean, lowriders, all that shit, like 40s. I still drink 40s today, but that's just how, <laughs> that's, but that's just how we grew up, you know? That's yeah. just like, and, but my brother showed me all that West Coast tip, and I still bump it to this day like it was yesterday. Like, it was, it's like, that's just me. Like, in, in my heart, I'm West Coast forever. Like, don't matter where I am, I'm going to be that, that cat, you know? I'm all about that. And and to, for you to hear or for me to hear you say that, like, it means a lot to me because you're pretty much saying that, you know, I'm I'm sticking to my roots and how I grew up. And to me, it's, yeah. impor- it's important to be who you who you were growing up and not be, you know, front. And and I can't do that because I love the way I grew up and what I listened to and who was around me influenced mm-hmm. me, you know. So. Yeah, no, no, for sure. Respect, respect to you, honestly, because I, d- I do feel like the best, um, the best music to me is like people that, at least at minimum, acknowledge roots, um, acknowledge their roots. Um, they don't have to, I guess. Um, no, yeah, yeah. You know, um, have it. You know, completely mid nineties <laughs> West Coast hip hop. It doesn't have to be. Uh, it doesn't have to have the synthesizer behind uh, behind every uh, track or anything like that. But um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have to be low rider going up and down kind of music. But um, <laughs> you know, it, it's it, it, you always you always gather that um, yeah. even yeah. even if they're sa- even if their sound or um, or uh, what they rap about, whatever is you know um, uniquely them. Mm-hmm. But they still have that kind of just um, I know where I came from kind of vibe. That- um, I think that's Mentality. the beauty. That's the beauty in weekdays. I think because Mick yeah. Jenkins is from Chicago, Currency's from New Orleans. But when I hear them on those tracks, they both sound like they're from the West Coast. But because, mm. but because of that, those elements I shot to them, that made them like that. And I thought it was pretty interesting that that a Southern rapper and a Midwest rapper would want to be on a West Coast beat. So, yeah, but that's. I love that. I love when rappers step out of their element. And I know my beats aren't really for rappers to rap on because they're so, like, wonky and off-tempo and, like, <laughs> but they fuck with it. And I appreciate that. But I I think that's interesting, though, that West Coast can expand to the whole, you know, I mean, not only the States. I'm sure, I mean, across the pond, there's people doing West Coast shit, too, right? I mean... When I hear Skepta, he sounds like DMX to me. Like oh, really? Yeah, he sounds like DMX, like straight up. When I hear him on that track with ASAP Rocky, the mm. he sounds like DMX. Like he has that flow and his it's dope. Oh right, okay. That's an interesting yeah. comparison. I actually haven't thought of that to be honest. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um Yeah. I don't know Skepta personally, but um, <laughs> I'm quite interested. I'll, I'll be sure. I'll be sure to ask that if I ever get the chance. But that's quite that's quite an interesting uh, comparison you've made. Um, hmm. Yeah, no, that's that's quite. Interesting. Uh, um, a point you made. A point you made uh, for yourself in terms of just how uh, 
you know, even though you have eyes from different places and they sound, but then obviously they put it on a West Coast track. I feel like that's another, you know, thing that uh, is kind of, uh, I mean, you've, you said it, you said it yourself. So I guess in this case it's self-gas, but, um, you know, the fact that you can't, the fact that you have that ability to um, film into what you're doing, I guess, and mm-hmm. not have, because there are some, there are some times when I hear something and then like the, the sound is complete. The sound, you know what it's supposed to be, right? Yeah. You know, it's supposed to signify it. But there are also some times when like a feature comes through and uh, they, 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 and they come through and they just like, it's just, how do I word it? It's like them on a da 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 track, and it's yeah. not. It doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't seem natural. They don't. It's not a matter of like fitting into the Lego piece. It's not a matter of um, fulfilling a role, so to speak. It's like I'm just coming to do what I do, but I'm just gonna do it on this track for whatever reason. But in your case, in the case of like having Mick Jenkins and Currency. Mm. You know that you know what they you, you know what they sound like, and you know where, where oh, they, yeah. you know they don't come from West Coast. Let's say that you know they don't come from there, but because you've put them, because the vision is so clear, and the um, and the uh, and and the and the mo- and the motive is just like there, yeah. basically front and center. You know what this out. Al- you know what this album's about. Um, they feel they fill they fill in the gap basically. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's kind of couldn't, um, man. Couldn't yeah. have said it any better, man. Couldn't have said it any yeah, better. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, enough of guessing you. Um, <laughs> 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 that head, the head's getting out. The, the head's getting out of the camera, bro. <laughs> Not joking. Um, <laughs> so uh, I guess uh, I was asked a couple of questions. Uh, I like to I like to um, always ask um, what. Uh, what are you listening to re- uh, recently? What, what, are you, what are you kind of bumping? Ooh, that's a good question. What's see. on the what's on the what's on the regular rotation? Uh, uh, definitely J Electronica. I've been listening to Fonte. Did you like the album, by the way? <laughs> I I feel like I f- it, it's odd for me because usually I hear the production first over the lyrics. And this one, I hear the lyrics over the production, which is like really odd for me, because yeah. they they both have to be really good. But mm. J J and Elect or J Electronica and and Jay Z, they just kind of made the beats sound worse, which was kind of weird. Except for the Alchemist, okay. the Never Ending right. Story. But yeah. I mean, those those two rappers, you don't listen to the beat, which is kind of. I mean, I was kind of you know I don't know if you know Eloquent, the producer. He's he's he works with Blue all the time. He's actually pretty known. You should check him out. He's dope. But he he wrote to me on Twitter. He's like, nah. He's like, I don't agree with that. <laughs> and I was like, man, like, is he? He's probably right. But I can't help. I can't. Ha- I can't help it. You know, they have so much cadence and and yeah. and and presence that I don't really mm-hmm. care about. I don't care about the beat. They can mm. they can they can rap a cappella and it's dope. Yeah. But I, I think another tra- our album is uh, Fonte Pacific Time, the EP. That was good, uh, yeah. Uh, Onra, I listen a lot of Onra too. Uh, Bumping Knowledge, uh, this Don't Be Afraid single. Uh, see, uh, Shadow Eloquent Forever is a pretty long time. I just copped his his vinyl. It's a hummy. 
a uh, bunch of Mad Libs, Some Village, of course. Uh, Isley Brothers, Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib. Mm. Baby Keem. Baby Keem is dope. Uh, Mick Jenkins, The Circus. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I don't know. Oh, Benny the Butcher. Anybody in Griselda, I've been bumping a lot too. Um, yeah, I feel like everyone in the mothers like, listening to Griselda right now. Too. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I mean, Steve, Steve Lacey, Raven Linnae. Yeah. Sade, Roy Ayers, uh, Sir. Mm. It's, a, it's a bunch of music, man. That's pretty yeah. much it. Like Sid. The internet. Like, don't even get me started on the band The Internet, man. Like, <laughs> they. I don't think anybody can replicate their sound. I think it is very, yeah. Mm. They are so talented i think mm. that like they are i'd never seen them live and they're on my bucket list to see live i think tough tough life tough life bro <laughs> they are tough life they are tough life bro. <laughs> so i'm like uh what was it like uh two three years ago now uh, in the summer oh yeah no that was a good that was a good time that was a good time mm-hmm. yeah, i think i think they're amazing man steve lacy chris matt sid <laughs> Patrick, all of them. Yeah. Amazing. Nah. Ego Death is just an underrated, underrated gem, like any music, honestly. Like, I feel like anybody can just, just jump into that. It's just, just, same, just hits different. Same hits with different. Free Nationals. Free Nationals, good too. Yeah, good shout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, anybody can rap to shout. their beats. Yeah, no, it's, it's smooth, isn't it? Yeah, it's very smooth. You, yeah, wear, you, a, you wear your inspirations on your sleeve, don't you? I can see, I can see like... It's just terms of like how you rate them two in particular. It's just like it, it the the crossover is just so. <laughs> it's like you you but you both you're both doing the same things, but they're doing it in a band and instrumentations perspective, and you're doing it on a production perspective. It's kind yeah. of it's, it's the the crossover is very obvious. <laughs> yeah, it's dope. The crossover is very obvious. But, um, all right, so I like to finish every interview. Um, with an on-the-spot top five. Uh, so, well, what is your top five? And I'll stipulate that uh, it could be about whatever. It could be as broad, as specific as you like. Um, it doesn't even have to be about music. Um, it could be about um, essentials to life or whatever. <laughs> it could be, okay. it, it's your top five. That's that's the point. So, uh, uh, wherever, you, wherever, you're, wherever you're feeling, wherever you're thinking... Um, uh. Is your top five. So what's your top five? Uh you know, I have a list. I'll go <laughs> You keep you keep lists. Yeah. I so... do. <laughs> Cause I know I know in interviews people are gonna ask. Uh, <laughs> I've just always made it a thing because I always like I, I always like the conversation of a top five. I feel like it's just a staple of hip hop, you know what I mean? It's just like you're not Well everyone's you know talking about top fives, so it's great. Since since I'm a producer, I'll I'll go top five producers for me, okay, and, and no order, okay. So it's never Dylan. it's never is it never. <laughs> so it'd be nobody wants to put it in order. It'd be Dilla, yep, Madlib, mm-hmm. Kanye, okay, Ninth Wonder, facts, and Pharrell. Nice, nice. That was those, a solid top five. Those are my top five. That is a solid five. 
All right, Nappy Hi. It's been a pleasure, my man. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it for real, man. Yeah. Like you show a lot of love, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, man. It's uh it's if I if I rate the music, I rate the music, you know what I mean? It's, it's all it's all good. I only yeah. I only like to talk about the stuff I enjoy, you know what I mean? So it's uh, it's just it's just another it's not it's another day. Uh, yeah. in terms of just in in, t- in terms of just uh, exploring music, I guess. But um, yeah, it's been a it's it's been it's been good uh so far so uh yeah no i, pr- I appreciate your time um and uh yeah all right man thank you okay ladies and gentlemen that was my conversation with mr nappy high and these conversations are just so refreshing to me. Um, you know, I feel like that in general. Whenever I um, have a dialogue with someone I haven't talked to before or don't know fully, um, but in these in this particular climate, it's, it's, it makes it it tastes that much more sweet. You know, um, I feel like we can all have that kind of feeling, um, especially when it's. Um, you know those moments when like uh you have like a friend or a family member or whatever just people someone you rate right and um you know you ain't gonna see him for for a minute you know if they're going across country or or whatever reason don't get morbid but yeah for any other reason you know um and you just start to cherish moments i feel like that when i try and do these interviews that's what i try to do personally you know it's like is the first and last time I'm ever going to hear from hear from this person. So let's you know try and make them comfortable and hope, hopefully they can um, give me some gems. You know, not just for um, their particular life and their story, but um, just in general, just um, life gems. I feel like um, there's there's no there's no depths, um, there's no limit to how much we can learn about um, a person or a subject and. Uh, yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty much how I like to go about these things. So, uh, yeah, once again, shout out to Nappy Eye for the time. Um, just shout shout to him for shouting me out. To be honest, I, I'm just I'm just gassed about that. Um, he's a amazing producer. Um, just uh, just on the year, and uh, yeah, man, I can't wait for the can't wait for the new project. Um, uh, the Blue Nose project. Can't wait for that exclusive exclusive. <laughs> Damn, that's <was> lit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but anyway, uh, leave it at that. Ladies and gentlemen, from the Fifth Heaven Podcast Network, I've been Charlie Taylor, and this been was good. Music has been Baxter by Brock Berrigan and Belvedere by Ruck P. You can find both of their uh, both of their tracks uh, via Bandcamp in the links in the description below. Like I said, support these artists, um, not just for this particular time frame and, and the climate we're in. Just do it in general, because. Um, you know, you, I, feel, I feel like you know, people don't invest in the arts enough, um, and it doesn't have to go for just music. You know, it can go for film, can go for um, acting, theatre, dancing. You know, all of the arts need supporting. Um, so, if you have a passion for that kind of thing, for whatever it is, um, find ways to support it. Um, you know, and uh, I'm trying to do my bit um, in this case of just trying to you know talk to people and learn their stories and i feel like that's um that's a that's a it's a nice way to um start but you know there's always more that can be done but anyway i'll leave that decision um of what to do up to you 
and we'll leave it at that. So, hope you have a good week, ladies and gentlemen. I should always try and do the same. Stay safe. And until the next time, take it easy, ladies and gentlemen.